Wow, the NASA hotline is ringing off the hook. The call center operator is all sweaty from stress. They barely have time to answer the phone, and all the messages they get say the same thing. There's something glowing on the moon. Indeed, hundreds and thousands of amateur astronomers were watching the moon that night. And suddenly, there was a bright light on it, as if someone had lit a powerful spotlight on the surface. Scientists immediately began to look for an explanation to this phenomenon. They first thought it was simply the glow of an airplane flying between the observers and the moon. But then it wouldn't have been seen by so many people from different parts of the world at the same time. The next suspects were the Starlink satellites. Theoretically, one of them could have played a cruel trick on amateur astronomers. They could have mistaken the small satellite's light for a flash of light on the moon. But then again, if the satellite were the culprit of this mess, the flare wouldn't be static, but moving. While some scientists continue to search for an answer to this mystery, others decide to investigate the phenomenon in more detail. For this purpose, they have built a new telescope north of Seville, Spain. The conditions there are quite suitable for observing the moon. The telescope has two cameras, controlled remotely from the campus in Germany. If both cameras pick up any unusual phenomenon on the surface of the moon, it will quickly zoom the telescope there to see what's going on. It'll also require advanced artificial intelligence to teach the cameras to distinguish between the unexplained phenomenon on the moon and the light of an airplane, a satellite, or a small meteorite that just entered the Earth's atmosphere. While the telescope is doing its investigation, we already have a theory that... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They explain the appearance of such bright round flashes on the moon's surface. So, the moon influences the tides of the seas and oceans on Earth with its gravitational force. But the Earth can affect the moon in the same way. Only the force will be 32 and a half times stronger. While the Moon orbits the Earth, at one point, it may be as close to our planet as possible. Then the force of the interaction will be greatest. At this point, tidal forces may force cracks in the surface of the Moon to open and release gas from its interior. A powerful jet of gas will lift the lunar dust with it. And what we see as a bright flash through our telescopes is really just a fog of dust, which is round and reflects sunlight well. If you look at it from a distance, it really does look like a flash. As the dust rises, we think there's been a small explosion. And that flash gradually fades as the dust settles down. These things happen all the time on the Moon's surface. They're called transient lunar phenomena. And besides lunar flashes, much more mystical and bizarre things have happened. Back in 1178, Five monks claimed to have seen the moon, being in the shape of a horn, begin to split in two from an upper point. Then fire and sparks began to blaze from the place of separation. It was as if a dragon were spewing flames. In the next moment, the moon began to pulsate 
and then return to its calm state. This phenomenon was repeated more than 10 times, and the flames took different shapes each time. When this nightmare was over, the moon turned black. It wasn't until the 20th century that scientists tried to explain the phenomenon. They theorized that a large asteroid collided with the moon at the time, and it was this asteroid that should be blamed for creating the Giordano Bruno crater, 15 Brooklyn bridges wide. But in that case, millions of tons of fragments from the asteroid would have hit the Earth as well. And then, people would have seen an incredible meteor shower. It would have been very bright, and the memories of it would definitely have been in the archives. But that didn't happen. Now, the phenomenon the monks observe seems questionable. Perhaps they did see an asteroid fall. Only it was falling on the Earth itself, and they perceived the light from the burning meteorite as something sinister happening on the moon. Or maybe the monks were simply imagining things. There's no witnesses to this event other than them. Another unusual phenomenon is the blue and red lights on the moon. They can be seen when it's horn-shaped. And this occurs most often in the Aristarchus crater. The flashes come and go very quickly, almost like lightning. In fact, this is electricity. Tidal forces are to blame for this too. They cause mechanical stress to build up in the rocks. This can produce an electric field, which creates the blue flashes that have surprised many amateur astronomers. There can also be starbursts on the moon. We can blame this on meteorites that fall on the surface. Because the moon has no atmosphere, asteroids that approach it don't burn up. Having a lot of weight and speed, they cause an explosion on impact. And here on Earth, we see it as a starburst. For example, on May 13, 1972, there was a meteorite impact of 1,000 tons of TNT near where Apollo 14 landed. If we lived much earlier, we might have witnessed constant bright flashes on the moon's surface. All the craters there are formed by such meteor strikes. So imagine the fireworks that were there years ago. A recent study claims that the moon has a tail, and every month it wraps around our planet like a scarf. A slender tail made up of millions of atoms of sodium follows Earth's natural satellite, and our planet regularly travels directly through it. Meteor strikes blast these sodium atoms out of the moon's surface and further into space. For several days every month, the moon remains between the sun and our planet. That's when Earth's gravity picks up that sodium tail. Our planet drags it into a long stripe that wraps around its atmosphere. This lunar tail is totally harmless. It's also invisible to the human eye, 50 times dimmer than what you can perceive. But during those rare days, high-powered telescopes can spot its faint yellowish glow in the sky. The tail looks like a gleaming spot that's five times the full moon's diameter. Mathematicians claim white holes might exist. Unfortunately, scientists haven't found one yet. Even if you saw a white hole, you wouldn't be able to enter it from the outside. But you'd notice light and matter leaving it. Betelgeuse, a red giant in the Orion constellation, started to dim in 2019. This confused astronomers. By that time, the star had already swollen to enormous proportions. If it was to replace our sun, its outer surface would spread far beyond Jupiter's orbit. And then Betelgeuse became dimmer in the fall of 2019. This process continued through February 2020. The changes could already be seen with the unaided eye. No wonder, the star's brightness had dipped by two-thirds. 
At that time, astronomers were sure Betelgeuse was about to explode into a supernova. They continued to observe the star, but unexpectedly, it returned to its regular brightness in April. Thanks to the Hubble Space Telescope, scientists figured out that the star had ejected some of its material, and this partially blocked its light. Our Milky Way galaxy and the Andromeda galaxy, our closest neighbor, are going to meet. But it'll happen in about 4 billion years. When they collide, an enormous elliptical galaxy will be formed. There might be more water on the moon than scientists thought before. And not only on its dark side, but also its sunlit side. This water is likely to come in handy during the already planned missions in the future. Cotton candy exoplanets are particular planets outside of our solar system. Also called super puffs, they have the lowest density ever discovered. This gives them an airy, fluffy appearance. But despite looking like the most popular amusement park treat, these planets are enormous. The Juno mission has noticed something weird in the upper atmosphere of Jupiter. The unusual phenomenon was blue sprites and elves twirling above the planet. These are two kinds of bright flashes of light that appear for short periods of time, mere milliseconds. They extend up and down toward the surface of the planet. On Earth, such flashes usually happen at a height of 60 miles above massive thunderstorms. In the universe, there are not only dwarf planets, but also dwarf galaxies. They have from 1,000 to a few billion stars. For comparison, the Milky Way galaxy is made up of 250 to 400 billion stars. A storm the size of our planet keeps raging on Saturn. It's called the Great White Spot. The storm has a tail of white clouds, and it encircles the entire planet. The storm occurs every 30 years or so, when Saturn's northern hemisphere tilts toward the sun. At first, the storm is indeed just a spot, and then it starts stretching in length. That's because the Great White Spot is a huge system of thunderstorms. But the main mystery puzzling astronomers is where the storm gets its energy from. Some scientists think it might be powered by the sun. Others disagree. They say the storm's cloud pattern only makes sense if there's an internal heat source that can power the winds. Rogue planets don't orbit their stars, maybe because they don't have any. These free-floating space bodies travel across the universe and can end up literally anywhere. They're also very hard to find. Rogue planets don't produce light. Neither do they emit heat, which means they can't be seen in infrared light. But not so long ago, astronomers spotted the smallest rogue planet in the Milky Way. It's smaller than Earth, but a bit bigger than Mars. The moon seems to be shrinking. Earth's natural satellite is now 150 feet smaller than it used to be hundreds of millions of years ago. The reason for this phenomenon might be the cooling of the moon's insides. It could also explain the quakes shaking the surface of our planet's natural satellite. Astronomers have recently found out that Mars is seismically active. Mars quakes occur there on a regular basis. Scientists often discover strange things in space. Many of them look like blurry blobs. But there's one type of these blobs that doesn't look like any other known space body. The odd radio circles are only visible in radio telescopes. They aren't the remains of supernovae or a bizarre optical effect. Some astronomers go as far as to claim that they might be the throats of wormholes. Those are hypothetical tunnels between black holes. Fast radio bursts are blindingly bright bursts of radio waves. They pack as much energy as our sun produces in days, but last for mere milliseconds. Most of these fast radio bursts came from far, far beyond the Milky Way. 
But recently, astronomers have detected some originating in our home galaxy. And their source was a magnetar, just 30,000 light years away from our planet. The moon's surface has millions of craters, but something else has drawn a lot of attention to it. A giant rare hole that turned out to be a tube. It was found when the Japanese Lunar Orbiter was gathering data around the moon's skylight, the tube's entrance. Researchers found a specific echo pattern that suggested there was a hollow area. They discovered more echo patterns at a couple of places near the hole, so there could be more lunar tubes there. But in this big tube, you could place an entire football field and the pit could swallow it whole. It's irregularly shaped and 427 feet in diameter. Scientists think that there could be secret caves, a tunnel system, or an entire geological wonderland under the surface. It could be a good shelter for astronauts that land on the moon, or even be a harbor for a lunar colony. No one ever managed to stay on the moon for more than three days because of the conditions on the satellite. It has a wide range of temperatures, low atmosphere, and no magnetic field that would protect life on the surface from things like radiation or harsh sun rays. Astronauts wear spacesuits, but they can't protect them over long periods of time. But a lava tube could. When a lava flow cools, it gets a hard crust, which later thickens and creates a roof over that same lava. It continues to flow, but when it stops, the channel can drain, which results in an empty tube. Our planet also has lava tubes, but they're not as big as the one found on the moon. There's a special type of tree called a moon tree. It's grown from seeds that were taken into space during one of the missions and then returned back to Earth. You can find this kind of tree growing across the U.S. Earth is 27% bigger than the moon and far more massive. Our gravity is stronger. If you drop a rock on the Earth, it will fall faster. 150 pounds on Earth is just 25 pounds on the moon. The Earth has numerous satellites circling around it, but the moon is the only natural one. Our moon was formed during a big collision of the Earth and one more planet the size of Mars. This happened around 4.6 billion years ago, shortly after the Sun and our solar system were formed. After the collision, a cloud of vaporized rock went into orbit around our planet, cooled, and shaped into a ring of small solid bodies. They later got together and became the Moon, leaving craters as a reminder of this collision. If you're standing on the surface of the moon, your shadow will be darker than on Earth. This is because there's no atmosphere to scatter light and create lighter shadows. One of Jupiter's moons, Io, has hundreds of volcanoes and pretty wild eruptions, sometimes sending plumes 250 miles into the atmosphere. These eruptions happen because of the extremely strong gravity this moon is exposed to. Its insides tense up and relax in those periods when it gets closer to and then further from Jupiter, which generates enough energy for insane volcanic activity. It's not just planets. Even quite small space bodies sometimes have moons. In 1993, researchers discovered a 20-mile-wide asteroid and its one-mile-wide moon. You'd need 400,000 moons to match the brightness of our central star, the Sun. The moon reflects the light it gets from the Sun, but it doesn't produce its own. That brightness depends on the angle between the moon, the Earth, and the Sun. Our moon is around 32 Earths away from us, and 29 Earths at its closest. When the night is dark and clear, it seems like you can touch a full moon. But if you wanted to do it, you'd have to travel up to 250,000 miles. Still, there is water on the moon, 
Not puddles or lakes, but grains of water ice exist in permanently shadowed parts near the moon's poles. Scientists think that water got on the moon a long time ago, during a period when both the moon and Earth were constantly struck by asteroids and comets, which contained water ice. This process may have even helped us get our own lakes and oceans, not just the moon's icy water. Newer research says that the moon's interior already had water, and it went to the surface during volcanic activity. The same might have happened on our planet too. Out of 200 moons in our solar system, our moon is the fifth biggest one. Jupiter's moon Ganymede is the biggest one, almost 1.5 times bigger than ours. Apollo 11 was the mission where humankind first landed on the moon. It was a very important moment, broadcast all over the world. But it was almost interrupted by a huge windstorm that was going on in Australia back then. Parker Dish was placed there, which was something we used to get the broadcast signals from the moon. The moon is not a perfect circle. It's more in the shape of an egg, with the thicker end pointing toward us. This shape is derived from its rotation. A full moon can keep you awake. Studies showed that people experienced less deep sleep, and it took them longer to fall asleep during the full moon period. It wasn't about its brightness, but the lunar cycle that influences our internal body clock. Each year, the moon is moving away from Earth because of the interaction between the moon's gravitational force and our oceans. In one year, it moves around 1.5 inches away, which means that in around 600 million years, it will be 14,600 miles further from Earth than it is now. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Something Neil Armstrong, the first human that set foot on the surface of the moon, said. He was there with Buzz Aldrin, spending two and a half hours on the lunar surface. Preparation for this project took a couple of years, and all the equipment the astronauts carried weighed over 170 pounds. It wasn't easy to land on the moon. There were lots of attempts in history that ended in failure. For example, astronauts in one of the Apollo programs had enough fuel to rocket people to the lunar surface in a mere three days. But they wanted to save on fuel, so it took them over a month to get there. There's no GPS to tell you where exactly to land. The spacecraft travels fast, and it has to slow down in a vacuum with not enough information. But since 1969, 12 people have already walked there. The moon is the only space object humans have visited so far. The rest have only been visited by robots. But all these people were just there for a short visit. NASA announced their program to work on a permanent presence on the moon. That would help scientific research and could be a good point to learn how to do the same on other missions, like the one on Mars. Imagine being the 13th person going to the moon. Scary silence, moon dust under your feet, and nothing but an endless black sky with stars all over you. But you have no time to admire the view. There are many issues you'd need to figure out before landing. First of all, our bodies are like machines that are adapted to conditions on Earth, like gravity, atmosphere, the air we breathe, and the food we eat. Our planet is where we function optimally. Our gravity is six times stronger than on the moon, which is, compared to our planet, almost a vacuum. Whatever you do, it wouldn't be smart to hold your breath in such conditions. The vacuum would pull the air from your body. Oxygen still present in your body would expand together with bodily fluids. They would push against the blood vessels and organ tissues, your body, legs and arms, 
they would all lose their current shape and would bloat like a balloon to twice their normal size. If you stayed like that for a longer time, you wouldn't survive. But you wouldn't explode. Your skin is pretty elastic and it would hold your body together. Liquids that are exposed to your body would evaporate. The surface of your eyes and skin, it would all boil. Saliva would literally boil on your tongue, but the blood would still be liquid. The walls of the vessels would protect it from boiling. No atmosphere, no oxygen either. The oxygen that's already in your lungs would quickly be gone, and you'd have nothing to breathe in. If your organs stopped getting oxygen, usually delivered to different parts of your body by blood, you'd pass out because your brain would shut down. It would happen in the first 15 seconds. That's how much time your body has to use the remaining oxygen in the blood to keep the brain functioning. Stay like that for a longer time, and bye bye No ozone layer, no strong magnetic field. The atmosphere of the moon is similar in density to those uppermost layers of the Earth's atmosphere, where we have the International Space Station. That means your body would be exposed to all those dangerous ionizing radiations from outer space we can't feel now because layers surrounding Earth keep us safe. On Earth, our muscles and bones are tuned to resist gravitational force. Without gravity, we'd start losing muscles and our bones would become weaker. It's like with the blobfish, a marine creature that looks like the saddest animal on Earth. This fish lives deep down in the ocean. When down there, it looks like most other fish, just slightly scarier. But when it's out in the fresh air, it becomes flat, and its entire body looks like some weird, sad pudding, all due to differences in pressure. The moon would make you look like a blobfish because of drastic changes in atmospheric pressure. There's no pressure that would hold your body together. While on Earth, a column of air presses an approximate mass of 15 to 20 tons on the entire surface of your body. We don't notice this because this air pillar presses the body equally from all sides. There's air inside your body too. Internal pressure is the same as the atmosphere. And on the lunar surface, there's no pressure from outside to back it up. It's also really cold up there. Temperature drastically changes from 250 degrees Fahrenheit during the day to negative 208 degrees Fahrenheit when it's night. A day on the moon lasts 29 Earth days. That means you'd be spending 14 and a half days in unbearable light, and the next 14 and a half days in scary cosmic darkness. Your body could eventually freeze solid if it's nighttime, the same as in other places in space. Depending on where exactly you're at, this would happen within 12 to 26 hours. Or if you visited the moon during just one regular afternoon, you'd be burnt to a crisp. It's better to do what Apollo 11 did and come at dawn. The lunar surface isn't so cold yet, and it didn't have enough time to become extremely warm. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.